welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 30th of July 2017, entitled, God Our Solid Rock. And the Bible reading is taken from Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. Hey, my message for this morning has to do with God, our solid rock. And uh, just look uh, in the Bible, the Old Testament, and um, we'll look at Israel before Egypt and after Egypt. You know, for uh, how many years? Do you know how many years uh, Israel was in uh, bondage in Egypt? 400 years. We'll see a few things before they left Israel, they left Egypt to go to Canaan. And we'll see things that happened after they left uh, Egypt to go to Canaan. And in all these things, we'll surely see God being the same. God is a solid rock. God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Actually, for God, there is no yesterday, today, and tomorrow. For God, everything is present. Remember when Jesus said, I am? He didn't say, I was. <laughs> he says, I am. He's all the time, I am. He never changes. He's God. He was, in our uh, language, we say, He was, He is, and He will be. To show His eternality from the Eternity past to eternity future. God is the same. God says about himself, I am. And praise God for he is God. Amen. He never changes. But people change. We change. Sometimes changes are good. When? When it's for good. Other times changes are not good. If it's for worse, this is not good to change and become a worse person. If we look at Israel, Israel had to trust the Lord. And even if they had so many miracles, they witnessed, they had their ups and downs. In my opinion, when you see God at work and you see God's powerful hand at work, When you see His love, you experience His love, we should always trust Him. Because He never changes. But if we look at uh, Israel, uh, these people got chosen from among the nations to bear His witness. We see a people that goes up and down, up and down. We don't see a constant growth in their life. We see the people up and down. Sad to say, but this is our life too. Instead of growing constantly, to be more and more like Jesus, we go up and down and up and down. God's plan for our lives as Christians is to grow constantly. Not to go up and down, up and down. But to keep on growing Keep on growing. Keep on becoming more and more like Jesus. And if we look to Him, 
Yes, we'll become more and more like this. If we look at this world, if we look the problems here we have in this earth, yes, we'll go down <laughs> and down. If we look to him, the author of our faith and the finisher. Don't forget, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's not only the author, he's the finisher too. We have to trust him from the first day to place Place our trust in Jesus Christ to the last breath. We'll take a look at Israel and see how they trusted the Lord and how they murmured. How they made their own comments. They had so many reasons to trust God. And if we go back to uh, the time when Moses was trying to uh, make Pharaoh... Let the people go. Remember the ten plagues? God performed miracles. And then the people left. Do you think they were still vivid in their memories? Of course. But when they encountered the first problem, they start complaining, murmuring. <laughs> Let's open the Bible in the book of Exodus, chapter 5. Here we meet Moses and Aaron. They go to Pharaoh. And they speak with him. And the Bible says, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus say the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. Moses and Aaron. Go to talk to the king. Pharaoh. The emperor. The big one. The big boss. And they're just. We know about Moses. Because he, he was raised. In the Pharaoh's court. But Aaron wasn't uh, an educated man. But Moses walked with the princes. He was actually raised by the daughter of Pharaoh. He knew the court. They, they both went there. They went in. And they spoke with Pharaoh. And they, I think they, they thought. If they would say. Thus say the Lord. Every door will open. Guess what? No door was opened. Thus said the Lord, God of Israel. They were sent by the real God. The Lord of Israel. The Lord God of Israel. The creator of this universe. And even if they spoke boldly and they said, Thus said the Lord, let these people go. We are going to have a feast. Oh, you are going to have a feast? <laughs> uh, no way. You cannot have a feast in the wilderness. And Pharaoh was straightforward. No. And he asked the questions. Who is the, who is the Lord? Who is this God? Why should I obey him? We, we go out here to this place here, Fox and Goose. Or we go in the town and we start passing out tracks. And we think if we... If we tell people about Jesus, they should open their hearts 
accept Jesus Christ and then take us to restaurant and have a feast, right? <laughs> and we enjoy all. Oh, oh, thank you. Tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. I'll go and tell somebody. He'll take me out for dinner. I'll save some money. <laughs> and I'll enjoy a feast every day. But this is not what really happens. People don't know the Lord. People don't open their hearts for the Lord just like that. Just like Pharaoh. Who is the Lord? They come with the same questions. Who is the Lord? Why should I obey the Lord? And if we don't know the Lord, we cannot tell people about the Lord. But if we know the Lord, if we know Him as our personal Savior, we should be able to tell them about the Lord. Who is this Lord? Who is this God? Remember when Paul, his name was Saul before God transformed him and changed his name from Saul into Paul. Remember when he met on the way to Damascus, on that road, he met the Lord. The question was about the same. Who are you? Remember what Paul said? If we open our Bibles to uh, Acts chapter 9, this is the place where he uh, meets the Lord. In verse 3, it says, As he, Paul, or Saul, that was his name in verse 1, journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? It's about the same question. Who is the Lord? Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard to thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. You see, Saul is meeting the Lord and he asks the same question. Pharaoh asked, Who is the Lord? Who are you, Lord? And the Lord says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But if we keep on reading, we see that his reaction at whatever the Lord said is, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Different answer to the same question. Pharaoh says, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Saul said, What do you want me to do, Lord? Go into the city. And he went. Pharaoh, who is the Lord? Why should I obey his voice? And his answer is, I know not the Lord. He didn't know the Lord. That's for sure. He did not know the Lord. You see, same question, different answers. Should we go and tell people about the Lord? Who is the Lord? If you know the Lord, you should be able to tell people who the Lord is. What if we meet somebody that says, I don't care what the Lord says. Should this stop us? Should this discourage us? 
Yes, Saul said, what do you want me to do? Let's pray for people to say the same thing Saul said. What does this God want me to do? But unfortunately, not too many people will be like that. Most of them will be like Pharaoh. Who is God? Who is this Lord? Why should I obey him? I don't see any reason to obey him. The saddest part is when children of God, when Christians say, Why should I obey God? Why should I obey God? When God says, Go into the whole world and preach the gospel, and children of God don't listen to this, what does that make them? Disobedient children. Because Jesus said something and we don't obey. When we don't obey God's commandments, we are disobedient. Yes, children of God, but still disobedient. Yes, we have children. When they are disobedient, they are still our children. But the fellowship is not the same. God wants his children to be obedient. God wants you and me to be obedient. God wants us to be like Saul. What do you want me to do, Lord? And the Lord never changes. He always has something for you to do. He always has a plan for you and for me. He always has something. But if we go to the Lord and say, Lord, why should I do this? The Lord will not be pleased with us. Moses and Aaron looked at this proud man. And the pride was speaking through his mouth. Who is God? I am the Pharaoh here. I'm the rooster in this house, right? <laughs> I'm the boss here. Nothing moves, moves in this country without my knowledge. The truth is, God is the one that elects presidents, kings, queens. He puts them there in that place. It's not them. It's the Lord. It's the creator of this universe. He has all the power. He's able to do it. But people, most of them don't recognize them, don't admit them. They think they are something, they are somebody. They can do whatever they want. And this Pharaoh, full of pride, says, Who is the, the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews had met with us. He had an encounter with God. Moses had an encounter with God. And he tells Pharaoh, I met the Lord. I met the God of Israel. And he commanded us to come and tell you, let the people go. And we pray thee. We don't, we don't command you. We just pray that you let the people go. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest for their 
burdens. And if we keep on reading, we see that Pharaoh made the lives of the Israelites even harder. And after Moses and Pharaoh finished their talk, Moses and Aaron go back to the people. The first thing they hear from their people is, Moses, do you really love us? I think you, you hate us. You made our life even harder. You are guilty. You are guilty for that. Was Moses guilty for that? The officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case after it was said, Ye shall not minish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses, verse 20, and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our Savior to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. You messed up our lives. You are guilty of making our lives even harder. That's what happens many times when we try to help people in a spiritual way. They come and they accuse us of making their lives harder and harder. Was Moses guilty of that? No, no. He was just doing God's will. He just went to tell Pharaoh to let the people go. But the first thing he hears from his people is that he is guilty of making their lives harder. Can you imagine Moses seeing the people, hearing the people? After he has done his best to help the people. I'm sure he was discouraged. Because look, he goes, he goes to the Lord. Verse 22 says, And Moses returning unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated his people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? Lord, why did you mistreat these people? Lord, why did you send me? I thought I would... Go back and people will be happy for me. Will praise me. Look what Moses did. He opened the door for us. Now we can live freely. We can leave the place, this place and go back to our country, to Canaan. But it didn't happen like that. Moses was accused of making people's lives even harder. He goes back to the Lord and says, Lord, why did you choose me? For this task. It's not a good one. Not a nice one. This is not what I dreamt. You know. We come to the Lord. We get saved. And then God says. I, I want you to do this work for me. We go and do it. And then people don't. Praise us. Don't receive us. Our own Christian fellows. Start accusing us. Then we get discouraged. We go back to the Lord and say, Lord, why did you choose me for this job? This is not for me. Find somebody else. Do you think God had somebody else for that job? No, he had Moses and Aaron. 
Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. Just watch me. <laughs> That's why God says, Watch me now, Moses. You think I have done evil to these people? You think I have mistreated these people? You think I have sent you to mistreat my people? No. Watch me and you will see. You shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. Anytime we do something for the Lord, don't forget. If God called you to do that job, that work, that service, He will be with you. If you had an encounter with the Lord, just like Moses had, you can always go back to the Lord. Because he is the one that sent you out. Moses, after he had the encounter with Pharaoh, he meets the people. People blame him. He goes back to the Lord. He says, Lord, what happened? And the Lord reminds him, I have all the power. I'm the same solid rock. I'm the same God. That was, is, and will always be. In Exodus chapter 4, 12, we see God talking to Moses. And he says, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Before Moses went to speak with Pharaoh, he received this assurance from God, I will be with you. Because he had that assurance that God was with him, even if he didn't understand why things turned out that way, he went back to the Lord. Lord, why is this like that? I thought the consequences or the results or the outcome would be that, but I see it's different. And God says, don't you worry. I have all the power and watch me. I will, I will do some things with a strong hand. And God is powerful to do whatever he wants. And God reassured Moses that he is the one in charge, not Pharaoh. Sometimes we get discouraged and sometimes we get um, scared because we see lots of people preaching a different God, a different religion. And we see that uh, the officials and uh, the government takes the side of the unchristians. Because in this country there is liberty. Everyone can do whatever. When uh, a Christian is... Uh, Let's say, um, what's the word? I don't find the word right now. If, he is, uh, if a Christian is um, in a situation where he suffers because of his Christianity, Christian faith, no problem. But if a Muslim gets offended, that's a big thing. That's discrimination. Discrimination. I thought this was a Christian country before it became a free country, like it is today. 
So we get scared because, you know, look what they say. Look what they will do to me if I testify about God. But God said to Moses, I will do great things. If God sent you to preach the gospel, and I'm sure he did because Matthew chapter 28 verses 18, 19, 20 say that, Go ye therefore and preach and teach the gospel to all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And teach them whatever I instructed you, I taught you. He gave us the commandment. We need to obey Him. Sometimes we are afraid of people. Why should we be afraid of people? When Moses came out from the meeting with Pharaoh, he met his own people. And they accused him. But he goes back to the Lord and says, Lord, you sent me. Why did you send me <laughs> in the first place? I don't understand. But the Lord has a plan. He says, hey, you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. I promised you I will be with you. You just go back and tell people. Thus saith the Lord. Chapter 5 verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord. We better go and tell people what the Lord said, not what we think we should say. Whatever the Lord said in His word, that's what we are supposed to tell others. And that's why a prophet, when he would come out and say something, he would start with, Thus saith the Lord. But to say what the Lord said in His Word to other people. And if we get accused, if we get offended, if we get judged, just like Moses, don't forget, you can always go to God. He is the solid rock. He is the one that never changes. He is the one that sent you out. It's not a man. Don't expect people to praise you for what you are doing for the Lord. Expect people to complain about you. That's what Moses encountered. People that complained about him. They judged him. But he went back to the Lord. If, if you had a real encounter with the Lord, you'll always go back to the Lord and talk to the Lord. Trust in Him, even if you don't understand. Trust in Him because He is the solid one. You can always rely upon Him. You can always trust in Him. You can always rest assured with Him. When Moses is in front of Pharaoh, before Pharaoh, he speaks boldly. Nothing happens. Nothing he expected to happen. Something happened. What? Pharaoh made the lives of the people even harder. Moses goes back to the Lord. What does the Lord say? Chapter 6, verse 1. The Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. Okay, Moses, let me tell you something. It's not you who will drive them out. It's not you that you will take them out with a strong hand, but it's Pharaoh. Just watch me. Pharaoh 
will be the one that will drive the people out of the country. Wow. Lord, I don't think Pharaoh will do that. From the experience I had with him earlier today, I don't think he will do that. <laughs> but the Lord says, no, 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 no. Watch me. I'll prove it. You will see. God wants us to see his strong hand, his power, his mighty. He's not a God that would hide himself. No, he's the creator. He's got all the power in this universe. His miracles were about to happen and people were about to see them. And the ten plagues that follow are things that are considered to be miracles performed by God's hand. Trust in the Lord. That's what he says. That what he says to Moses, trust in me. And that's what he says to you and to me today. Thousands of years away from this happening. Bible, still for today. Still good. You can trust in the Bible. God says, trust in me. I have all the power over the universe, universe over every human being, over everything. And you'll see what I will do. What a mighty God we have. What a mighty God chose you and me to be his children. In Proverbs chapter 18, the preacher here says in chapter 18 of the book of Proverbs, verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Where will you run when people come to you and blame you and judge you? Moses ran to the Lord. Why? Because he knew God was the strong tower. God was the solid rock where he could run into and be safe. There's no other safer place than God. God wants you and me to trust in him. Even if people come to us and accuse us of doing something evil, if we do God's will, let me tell you something, it's not evil. It's not bad. It's the best. If we do God's will, that is the best we can do. Doesn't matter what the reaction of the people is. They can blame you. They can judge us. Doesn't matter. God is our strong tower. Let's run to this tower. God is our solid rock. Let's rely upon Him. And even if things don't get better, we'll see. Moses' life wasn't getting better. Even if life doesn't get better here, we still have to trust the Lord. We still have to re rely upon Him because He never changes. And in the end, we'll meet Him. And we'll give an account to Him. Not to Pharaoh, not to the Queen, not to the Prime Minister, but to God, our Creator, our Savior.
our Father. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so very much for your word today, for reminding us that you are the solid rock, you are the strong tower, you are the creator of this universe, and nothing can change you, nothing can move you. You loved us so much. You made us become your children. Lord, I just pray that when we go and tell other people about Jesus, and we want to do our best to win them for the Lord. It doesn't happen that way. We get blamed, we get judged, and so forth. Lord, help us to always go back to you. And do what Paul did. Lord, what do you want me to do? And you say the same thing. Go and do my will, and I will be with you. We thank you for this assurance that you are with us every day. Help us to be good witnesses. Help us to trust in you. Help us to love you and do your will. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.